On this episode of Jesus Center Stage, Elsie makes sure to point out that Shane is a fearful chicken. We talk about Raphael Warnock's Easter tweet, and we discuss the truth of who can save who. All right, here we are once again, uh, the Wednesday after Resurrection Sunday, and uh, back to do another podcast. So, what have you been up to this week? School. Nothing else, just school. Pretty much. Yeah, I noticed it stopped right there. Um, it's just it's a struggle. This, this yeah, it's been a struggle this week. Yes, I'm. When I'm I don't agree with the with the content that I'm having to learn, it's a struggle. Yes, I obviously I'm fully aware of that because I've heard you say. And you're so sympathetic. Yes, I am. You do uh, a great job. Yeah, that's that's one of my strengths is sympathy. Sarcastic sympathy. Sarcastic yes. sympathy. Yes, uh, maybe that's something I should probably work on. But uh, yes, that that's not one of my strong suits. I I know, but uh, but you are getting it done, and uh, I know it's been a struggle. But uh, you know, you know, like you said, some there's things in your textbook that you just simply don't agree with, and um, ultimately, I guess they're there for the for learning, but at the same time. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the colleges and stuff are, are kind of indoctrinating our, our, uh, or their students as, as they go through. I get a lot of it. Like, I get the underlining principle, I think, that they have, but just a lot of the content is highly questionable. Yeah. So, I guess at that point, that's when it, it pays to be uh, spiritually grounded and know you know i need to i need to answer these questions for my test and for my degree but at the same time i know what i believe in mm-hmm. in uh, reference to these things so uh, hey life and then there's always full the, of those. there's always the forum discussions where i can rip the textbook up and quote the bible mm-hmm. and then i get called um oh what is my what did the professor say something about good christian integration yeah so i'm like Okay. Well, that's at least that's <laughs> that is a compliment. So, you got that. But uh, yeah, so Sunday uh, was Easter, um, Resurrection Sunday. Um, you know, we um, we went downtown after our church service. We had a great service, um, and then we went into downtown. Learned a song in two days. Learned a song in two days. Uh, and yeah, everything went everything went smoothly. Uh, you know, sometimes for the bigger services. Um, there's the, a, there's the so nerves. much going on. You get nerves because mm-hmm. you got people there that haven't been there. Uh, but things went smoothly. Uh, pastor preached a a good message, and I think everybody left encouraged. Um, and then we went uh, downtown Chattanooga to uh, uh, participate with the Union Gospel Mission. And uh, but but what made me uh, where I was headed there was. Um, and I guess I need to give a little bit of the story is is there wasn't as much work to be done uh, handing out the foods, partially because of COVID protocols and stuff that uh, they had to uh, to prepackage food to hand out, those kinds of things. So there wasn't much done. So me and you decided we was going to walk the two blocks in between the two places where... Uh, I still don't think it was two blocks. 
I counted steps. I don't think it was too it far. Was, it was literally, there's no way to, to deny it. We was on the corner of the block, and we walked to the corner and crossed the street, which put us on the next block, and then we walked from that one okay, to the next corner. Okay, then it's corner. a lot farther than, I mean, that's a lot farther where I usually walk okay. than that. If that was only two blocks, then it's a lot farther where I walk. Okay. I don't know how that ties in. I'm not good at, I'm not good with steady blocks, okay? Okay. <laughs> Do, I'm good do, with it. Have you always thought you was walking two blocks, wherever it is that you're walking? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I've never been good with city blocks, so I don't know how far it is. Okay. I'm pretty sure the store takes up a block. Though. We stopped for we we was on one corner and we walked all the way to the next corner, which was one block, and then we crossed the road and walked all the way to the next corner, two blocks. Okay. Okay. You really made my story get stretched out here. Sorry. Um. But anyway, so we it was decided important that people know uh, I'm not good at city blocks. Yeah, yeah, everybody needed to know that. <laughs> uh, but we decided since there wasn't a lot uh, needing to be done as far as the handing out of the food and stuff, because they had quite a few people there, uh, you know, handing out, that we'd kind of walk between the two and see if anybody needed help. Um, but we ended up uh, witnessing two people. It was in in the park, uh, you know, Miller Park. And uh, can we in talk the area. about your hesitation? Uh, we can uh, a little bit, but I, I wanted to talk about the first guy that we that we met, and uh, I just asked him, did he know what we celebrate in a day? And he said, what? And I said, well, it's Easter. And he said, I don't believe in Easter. And right then I thought, we're fixing to be dealing with an atheist or, you know, agnostic or something like that. But then he simply said, I think Easter is just a man-made holiday. I think, you know, it's it's not celebrating what uh, and it goes back kind of what we talked about on the last podcast Um, he wasn't denying god's existence he was just i don't believe in him he didn't like that word easter he he said well he also said he doesn't follow jesus no but he said he believed he said he read his bible uh he used to yeah he had been in prison and uh i think he said 20 years if i'm mistaken i don't remember yeah i think he said 20 years um but anyway, he said he read his Bible a lot in prison and was uh, and used it to help him get through whatever it was he's going through at the time. But yeah, so that's uh, uh, he, he was not a follower of Christ. Uh, however, he did uh, he did know that that just celebrating Easter by that name was not a uh, not the proper thing. And it was he said it was it was man made, and he even I compared think- it to Christmas. That's what I was about to say. He even mentioned Christmas. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, as we was uh, getting started here, and I said Easter or Resurrection Sunday, um, you know, that that's why I kind of said that is because truly we are celebrating the resurrection uh, and not uh, and not quote unquote Easter. Uh, but we had a good time. Uh, we won't spend a lot of time on it because I know we got a, a topic, but uh, yes, uh you, you know, we've talked, I've talked on the podcast that we're going to do some outdoor witnessing podcast. And uh, we're we're hoping not only have them on our podcast here, but also have them on our YouTube channels, uh, our channel. And um, so I'm, I'm all fired up about it. We've been taking classes on evangelism, uh, the way of the master, uh, which I think is hands down the greatest witnessing uh, method I've ever seen. Or heard. However, when it comes time to pull the trigger and step up, uh, yes, I was overtaken with hesitation. There's another word for that. Share. 
fear. Oh, you know what I thought you were going to say? What? Chicken. Well, I mean, yeah. we could go there, too. Yeah, it is, and, and I admit it. I, I'm not... Uh, I'm not trying to deny that. Somewhere in your head, you have to get the the attitude that two things. One, you have to get the attitude that regardless of how they respond or what they think of you as a person, mm-hmm. doesn't really change anything. No. Like, it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change what you're called to do. It doesn't change the message that you're sharing. So what they do really doesn't matter. And I forgot the second thing. But there was two. Okay. No, it's... Uh, Maybe it'll come back to me. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, one, one, uh, on one podcast here, we had a discussion about the difficulties of starting the podcast. Like getting that first sentence out of your mouth is the hardest one, even sitting here. And witnessing was you, the same. Is when the you're same witnessing, way. you can use the same line. Yeah. Because you're talking to different it, people. It is, but it's getting it out of your mouth. That's, did you hear that when I said getting it out of your mouth? I, I got I got fearless. Ten, I have ten, if not more, great opening lines. Well, just but use getting them. them out of my mouth is is the tough part. But oh, hang on! I think I remember what the other thing was. If you don't, if you have the opportunity and you don't share, then what? If God, yeah. if God has set you up, set up that divine appointment. For you to share Jesus with that person, mm-hmm. and you don't do it, then what? Yeah, you was disobedient. Exactly. So, and that's that's not good. You know, in another way, in the training course of the way of the master um, that we're doing on evangelism, uh, their their source of motivation is to think it, you might be the one that shares the gospel. Uh, that keeps that person from torment and hell, uh, and that is uh, that is what you know. Like I said, that's what their motivation is. That's what they encourage um, in their teachings. But you know, I also kind of thought, and I believe I draw more motivation in in trying to get my mind to the point of not so much about that person in torment, which is obviously horrible, and we don't want that at all. But when I look at it from the opposite side and saying that God has paid the price for him and by me not telling him about the gospel, I'm I'm kind of shortchanging God. I'm not mm-hmm. you know so you can look at it from the human perspective. I don't want I don't want that man or that woman to go to hell because I had an opportunity to tell him about Jesus and I didn't. That's motivation. On the other side, I can look at motivation and say it's not not thinking about that man or that woman's well-being so much as looking at God and that he paid the price, that he's done everything mm-hmm. that needs to be done. So out of my obedience to him, I need to make sure that they understand. Um, so It was interesting, too. I thought of this a while ago. Some of the people that we talked to mentioned us being good enough mm-hmm. like that that we're free because we stopped doing the bad things yeah or and they 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 brought it around to that and then what you just said about the motivation being that god already paid for them even the people who think they believe in jesus some of them that was their answer that that they had done enough and it wasn't you know 
my like all sufficiency in Jesus. Mm-hmm. It was that I had done something. Yeah, and, and I think you know one gentleman we spoke with there. He he talked about he pointed uh, at, at himself and then at us and said something along the lines that that it is through us that the gospel is is you know effective. And I think maybe what he was meaning was that it is through us that the gospel needs to be shared. Right. No, I was talking about the, I don't think we're talking about the same person. There was somebody else who said something to the effect that, that I'm free and I'm not like that anymore and I'm good now or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and it was, it wasn't in a, in a way of I've put my trust in Jesus and I'm good now. Like I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I'm good now. So I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I've believe, changed my way of life, so mm-hmm. I've I've got this thing covered now. Yeah, well, you, you know the the first guy we encountered, the one that talked about Easter and and Christmas and stuff, and then there was another gentleman that joined in uh, with him. He asked about our shirts. Yes, that's what He's I was fixing to say. Moment. <laughs> uh, that was our first time, really, uh, like wearing going out wearing the shirts. We wore them, you know, just to, to out to eat or something. Uh, and not, I don't think even at the same time, but that day we purposely wore our um, shirts that have the gospel in symbols. Um, and and that that guy, as we was getting ready to kind of move on, he said, hey, before you go, what's that on your shirt mean? And um, I think me and you was both like, yes, <laughs> finally. Somebody I think asked. I even said, I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, Let me tell uh, you real quick. So then that gave us the opportunity uh, then to once again start witnessing again mm-hmm. to those same to those same gentlemen uh, that simplicity of those five symbols of the gospel. Um, so that was exciting. We that was something good. Um, and then uh, the second or the third gentleman at that point, I guess, uh, I really enjoyed speaking with him and uh, and just kind of leading him through the the Ten Commandments kind of thing and seeing, um, I don't know, I, I and, and from my perspective, I mean, you didn't even talk about it, but of the all the people we talked to that day, it seemed like he was the one that kind of had a seriousness when it got to what you are, you know, as far as when you, when you line yeah, up he, by the he, Ten Commandments, you're a criminal. Yeah, he definitely got that and like admitted to that. Yeah. But at the same time, he didn't, I'm not sure if he was concerned about it. Yeah. Like, like from from my point of view, if, if I know I'm that terrible and I've done nothing about it, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be like freaking out. Yeah. Like something needs to happen. Something needs to change. And he mm-hmm. was just kind of nonchalant about the whole the yeah. whole thing but, you know, like I'm, knowing and, and i don't understand i don't know how you can know about jesus and read the bible and know what he did and be nonchalant mm-hmm. and just say i don't follow him yeah how, but, how how do you how do you go there how do you mm-hmm. do that you know it, it's one of those things that we don't ever know how effective uh you know witnessing can be but i do uh kind of remember him using a phrase in there of of uh something along the lines of like what well, you know what you're right about that kind of mm-hmm. and when we you, we're talking about this is who we are by the law and that without jesus there's no way out from under this penalty and and he kind of was you know at one point was like yeah you're right so 
you know, maybe he didn't take it as, uh, you know, urgent as we would have wanted. However, with that being said, um, I'll be the first to admit, I I had some mistakes in there too uh, uh, as far as, as finishing the whole witnessing deal. And, uh, but I think that's part of it. If you don't, you don't nail it the very first time you go out because you can practice what you're going to say all along, but the very first question you ask, they might answer it differently than you thought they would. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and kind of like that first guy when I said, you know, do you consider yourself to be a good person? He's like, no way. I'm terrible. I do bad things every single day. <laughs> you know, every hour I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and you, uh, so you got to kind of, um, uh, you know, make it up as you go, so to speak, as in how to how to stay on the topic you're on, but keep continue answering those questions. But I think that comes with. I hate to use the word practice, but I think it comes with practice in that, and by that I mean not getting the conversation down to a script, mm-hmm. but being comfortable in the conversation, however yeah. it goes, and having that trust that God's going to give you the words to say. Mm-hmm. And that takes time to, yeah, to get does. comfortable in, in the conversation. Well, I, I think uh, of the first time that I got up to preach, I had, you know, page full of notes. And I got to the, the from the beginning to the end of them in, in three minutes. I was, over, I was done. The first time and, I did, I had notes, and then I didn't look at the notes. Yeah. So, see, so. It, it's, it's a process. And now... I'm, I tell myself I want to preach 35 to 40 minutes. That's I don't. And, and now sometimes I look and I I'm at 40 minutes and I haven't gotten to the end of my. You know I ain't got to the closing yet. So it's funny how that works. Like new, that's like a thing. Like new preachers preach like really short messages, mm-hmm. and then like old preachers preach really long messages. Yeah. Like but, it's like the older you get. You had a minute to yeah. your sermon. But, you know, young preachers preach a short message and think, I wish I could preach longer. And then older well, preachers are like. And everybody else is wishing they yeah, would preach shorter. Shorter. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of that uh, example of fishing. And, that, and there's no, <laughs> I can't figure out why, but it's exactly true that when you're fishing from the bank, you mm-hmm. stand on the bank and throw as far out as you can possibly throw. But when you're in a boat, you try to throw as close to the bank as you could possibly throw. That makes no sense. It doesn't. But everybody does it. You can't help yourself no matter what. You're going to throw way out there from the bank. That would help me so much Mm -hmm. if I was fishing from the bank. I could just like walk over and drop it in. Just drop it right there. That would be so much easier (laughs) than me getting caught in a tree. So, uh, yeah, that was our Sunday. That was our Easter. We left there, went... uh, Went to some family and had a big old meal and uh, and had a good time. So that pretty much wound up everything. Uh, we kind of went way off on that little path there. But uh, uh, I, I tell you, it, it's exciting, and I can't wait to share that with our listeners, uh, both in, in audio, but uh, like I said, we're going to try to have a lot of these encounters. Um, not only that it's getting us out there to witness and, and let others know about Jesus. But I think also if we can share that with our listeners, maybe it'll encourage them to also, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this isn't a, uh, this isn't something that you kind of get the rights to, but it's something that, y- that you have the, 
the need to do and and you need everyone else to be doing it too uh everybody needs to to know about jesus and uh, so i'm i'm really looking forward to that um but uh i guess kind of quickly because we spent a lot of time uh going through uh our past weekend but the other thing that kind of happened and and where we was kind of looking to go is um the the comment or the tweet that was made uh this on on Sunday on Resurrection Sunday uh, by uh, Reverend and uh, Senator uh, Raphael Warnock. Um, I know you don't follow the news, and I've kind of had to fill you in a little yes, bit. Yes, because I had enough of hearing his name pre-election with yeah. all of the commercials. Yeah. Like every other commercial was him, mm-hmm. and now I just. Like there's just a bad connotation whenever I hear his mm-hmm. name. Like I can't yeah. help it. So here, here, here's this man, who is a reverend of uh, one of the most historical churches in America, uh, and I would, I would dare to say probably uh, maybe the most historical, uh, predominantly black church in America because of the, uh, uh, the Reverend uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, was was the pastor there was the I believe the founder I'm not positive on that one but I believe he is so this is a a a great a great a church with a great history um, and then here's this man who tweets on um, Resurrection Sunday something along the lines and and I'm I'm paraphrasing a little bit here but that there is uh, that Easter is transcendent of uh, of Jesus of that resurrection uh, of him there that basically saying that there's more to easter than what are you doing continue your thought <laughs> <laughs> you you well, leaned in you... like you was fixing to start speaking and then you didn't no, do nothing no i think i hit that though um yeah so he said uh, there's more to easter than jesus and then he went on to say that uh, by doing good things and treating each other well that we can save ourselves um, and for that to come from from anyone of any denomination of of christianity um, i mean if that had been a buddhist or a hindu or um, uh, islam and they put some form of works in there um, that's that's you one thing overlook it. but but for a christian to say that we can work our way into heaven, that we can do enough good, that we can... He's not he didn't, even, he didn't even say we can work our way into heaven, but he went as far as to say we can save ourselves. He doesn't read the same Bible I read. No. Now, you were talking about the, the history of the church and Martin Luther King Jr. and everything, so I just decided, well, let's see what Martin Luther King Jr. would have said. So... The very first quote I come to, by opening our lives to God in Christ, we become new creatures. This experience, which Jesus spoke of as the new birth, is essential if we are to be transformed. Only through an inner spiritual transformation do we gain the strength to fight vigorously the evils of the world in a humble and loving spirit. Yeah. So what? The word essential was in there. Yes. Yeah. The new birth is essential. What? You see, Martin Luther King Jr., he had it. He understood it and he shared it yeah but what what warnock said is that we can save ourselves by being what he said humble and loving spirit we can save ourselves by 
by just being humble uh, and loving. Yeah. But Martin Luther King Jr. said we can't be humble and loving mm-hmm. without the new birth, without opening our lives to God in Christ and becoming a new creature. Yeah. But There's you know, like direct the, opposites. I mean, like almost word for word opposite. Yeah. It's like he looked at this and said, let me flip this and make mm-hmm. it different. Yeah. And, and he took a lot of heat for it. They, you know, he, he, uh, quickly took the tweet down but i think they said he got over 2000 comments on it before he could even take it down and most of them was you know striping his legs about it um but you know it's not it's not just him i've uh, uh i know and and i'm gonna say this because you can you can go back and pull it up on youtube but a pastor that many people love that has a lot of influence and a lot of people do don't compare him to the Joel Osteens and and the prosperity guys is uh, T.D. Jakes but go on YouTube and look with his interview with Oprah and he said Christianity was the right way for him but it might not be the right way for others and and so you look and we're, we're what Raphael Warnock said just kind of reignited that that thought that this is something that's out there mm-hmm. that we can save ourselves by enough good works and and so forth but this is this is in in a um uh, is that called a synopsis when you kind of like the fi- a final understanding of something you gl- group it all into a, a nutshell is what another way I think it's say a it. summary a summary i don't even know what a synopsis is then Anyways, a summary of the Bible. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> I do not think that word means what you think that word means. I really uh, don't. Now I'm going to have to That is a Vody Bauckham quote. Uh, no, but, it's not. It's from The Princess Bride. That's okay. what he said. I heard Vody Bauckham <laughs> Yeah, because I ain't watched the movie. Um, but, uh, I have, but it was dumb. But yeah, that's uh, if you just take the Bible and... And look at the it summary. It is a brief summary, so it's another. It's a synonym for uh, summary. Right, it's just easier to say summary. Remember the other day when I told you I was getting smarter. Yes, and here dear. I am using words like synopsis. Um, summary. Summary. Uh, but anyway, the the summary of the Bible is that we cannot do enough good works. That we cannot um, achieve anything that's going if to we could, bridge the gap. If between we could, there would have been God. no need. No, no. If, in, we, in, if we could do it by ourselves, there would have been no need for Jesus to come. There would be no need for the death or resurrection. And if there was no need, then why did he do it? Yeah. Like, why would why would you willingly become obedient to the death on the cross, like it says in Philippians, if, well, if there's another way. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to well, do during this. Je- during Jesus' ministry, then he could have walked around and just pointed at people and say, you need to do better. You need to be nicer. You need to, mm-hmm. you know, mow this person's grass for them when they can't. You need he. That's but what he was saying. Instead, he sat down with Nicodemus and said, "You must be born again." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but that was it. Was I? I want to. You know, I almost said surprising, but it's not. But it's disheartening because so many people will hear that and 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 live that way. They will go off after you know they read that tweet. Maybe not, not even realizing that he later went back and tried to hide it, get rid of it. But they'll read that and then go on about their lives. And when somebody says, well, you know, the way you're living ain't, is not going to get you into heaven. It's not pleasing to God. It wasn't that, well, the reverend said mm-hmm. that if I do enough good, I can save myself. Therefore, I'm not going to need Jesus. 
I don't need God. I don't need church. I don't need fellowship. I don't need nothing except myself because he said you can save yourself. By being kind. Yeah. So there's some places in the in the Bible that it says so simply, like in Acts four it says that there's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. Mm-hmm. And then Ephesians it talks about not it's not by our works, lest any man should, should boast. boast. Yes. So like there is so plain in there. It's not like you have to pull a string here and then here and then see how it connects and all of that stuff. Yeah, see if you can like, piece you have them together. To, yeah, you have to just look in 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 one verse it says that or mm-hmm. you know or in Ephesians I think it's a couple of verses but it's still it's so plainly stated not by works. Yeah. And if you think about it if we do get into heaven by works then the the places where it says that God is not partial that he does not show favoritism, that would be completely destroyed. Because no. what if I do one more than you do? Or what if he likes the style I do it in better mm-hmm. than than how you do it? Yeah. So then we've got God playing favorites of who does good better. Yeah. Go back to Cain and Abel. They both done something. Mm-hmm. But one of them wasn't what God had asked for. Uh, and so we, and, and if it was I, by effort, if, if you were judging by effort, then Cain put more effort into mm-hmm. it and what about the verse where uh, jesus said many will come to me and say lord didn't i do many things mm-hmm. in your name uh so that you know now we're thinking if i done many things in your name then why am i not getting into heaven and then because i never knew you mm-hmm. uh, because uh you were never born again and and you never followed me you never picked up your cross daily um you know i would love for reverend warnock to to address those verses and how how we saved ourselves through those uh but it's it's just disheartening and on a funny note on a a comedy level the whole idea of saving ourselves by works like how much good you know Mm -hmm. and if i can tip the scale of doing good and bad if that's how we get to heaven um there's a christian comedian who says if if that's it if that's the way if it's not Jesus, it's it's what we do. Then shouldn't we be out there making good people do bad things, so that we have a chance? Yeah. Or would that be bad? Mm. <laughs> well, that would be yeah. That's quite so, the dilemma. So that's what I'm saying. See, that, it, we it, don't it, have to face that dilemma because that's this whole <laughs> idea of being saved by works. Mm-hmm. You you can't win because yeah. first of all, even on your best day, it's it's not going to mm-hmm. be. It's not going to be it's, a Jesus level. Like, it would be kind of like on your job, and you and a coworker are up for a promotion, and you know the bosses are watching your performance to see who's best at the job, and you see him struggling a little bit, and you have a choice. Do I go help him and help him get his job done, or do I sit over here and kind of laugh because he's looking bad in front of the boss? And by trying to save ourselves then that would be a real realistic kind of way of mm-hmm. uh, I'm not I don't I'm not re- I'm not required to help that guy and I don't want to help him look good because I, I would when I get to heaven I'd rather be a little higher up than him but you isn't know? that bad well it, but then you if you're going that route then you could just say I'm gonna pretend like I didn't see it I'm gonna act like I didn't see him struggling and, but and isn't go on that about bad? my way. Yes. <laughs> see, we're 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 having an argument here about something that there's not a right I answer think, for because all the answers are bad. 
Well, not only that, but Jesus. if you if you're judging, if you're saying I can get into heaven by the good things I do, by whose standard are they good? Mm-hmm. As well, like you're saying, well, I can I can act like I didn't see him, but by my standard, that's not good. Yeah. So, and so whose standard? If mm-hmm. if everybody out there has their own standard of good works, then and you know I'm I'm doing enough good by my standard to get into heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, my standard of good and your standard of good are, are different. Yeah. So then you may be doing more than I because cause your standard might be higher than mine. So you're actually doing more good than I'm doing. That's so how is that fair? Yeah. Well, and so when, when, you, when you dismiss that whole idea, that whole false gospel of you can get into heaven by your works, it makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. Because now it's not based on what I do, and it's and I don't have to worry about if you're doing more than I'm doing. Yeah. Because even if you are, it doesn't matter. No. Jesus it, it is doesn't. the is the thing that matters. Yeah. And I'm on I'm on bring us to a close here with this comment just on what you was talking about. Is you talked about your standard versus my standard versus someone else's standard and who's doing the most good and all that. And here's here's the truth is. Your standard may be higher than my standard, and someone else's standard may be higher than your standard, and we're all comparing ourselves to one another, but compared to God's standards, no one's standards are are, are enough, mm-hmm. and um, and therefore we cannot save ourselves. It is, it's only through Jesus. And uh, to, to follow up that, because I really wanted to get this quote in here. Okay. So to follow up on that, there's, um, and, and I don't know if, I, I couldn't find it word for word. So this is the, the best of my memory. Um, something that B.H. Clendenin said, that there is a great gulf between the very best of me and even the beginning of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So even just the, the, just the beginning, just the smallest edge of the great vastness of who he is and his holiness and his righteousness. You just just get to the edge. There's still a long way between my very best ability and just the edge exactly. of him. Yeah. And so who do we no think way. we are that we can earn it mm-hmm. or do enough good or whatever because we're never going to measure up no. to that, which brings a, a beauty into that we are made righteous through him. Mm-hmm. That he takes on our sin, and then that vastness that he is of righteousness and holiness, and and all of that, then he just wraps us up into that. Yeah. Until and we his, are lost in him. That, that Bible verse it talks about his his righteousness is imputed to us; it mm-hmm. is credited to us. And uh, no matter what Raphael Warnock says to you, no matter what any uh, other preacher, any other uh, you know anybody preacher or non preacher that tells you that there's a way into heaven without Jesus is a false gospel. And, um, and, and the, the Word tells us that. The creation around us tells us that. When we look at, at the creation, we know He's so much greater than us. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I'm just going to close out with that, that there is no other way that we can be saved except through Jesus.